Hi, it's Lynn Rosetto Casper here with a holiday series of podcasts based on our book, The Splendid Tables, How to Eat Supper, Recipes, Stories, and Opinions. My co-author, producer Sally Swift, has shown up as well. Yes, indeed. Here I am. (laughs) Now, in case you haven't joined us before, these podcasts are designed to look at some of the more basic things that go on in the kitchen. They're really more ideas and concepts than actual recipes. But if you need more details and a guide to some recipes and some of our recommendations. Be sure to take a look at that book Lynn just talked about, How to Eat Supper. You can find information on it at splendidtable.org. So, Lynn, let's get started here. You know, I, believe it or not, I know this is an odd thing to say, but I want to talk about mussels today because I don't think people use them the way they should. Now, you're right. No, I think it's a great idea to talk about mussels because... They're perfect party food. That's right. There's two things about them that I love. A, they cook in a flash... And they take forever to eat. And the other thing is... It's conversation food. It's conversation food. And the other thing is, I think it builds a great awareness of your fellow diners because you're watching how do other people get those little lumps of succulent, delicious meat out from between those gorgeous right. black it's shells. also yeah. excellent food for children. To cook, I have to say, both my kids love to make them. They're incredibly satisfying to make. And then the great trick of showing them how to pick out the cooked muscle with the shells, like using them like tweezers. I mean, who, yeah. Can, yeah. who can resist that? So the thing you need to know, though, first of all, Lynn, is how do you, what are you looking for when you're out buying mussels? Well, this is really a case where farmed is better. I love that. That doesn't happen often with seafood. No, not often. And and mussels are actually grown. They're grown, obviously, in seawater on ropes, which means that they don't have a lot of sand. And this is where farm mussels are really better than the wild ones. The other thing is that, you know, we're always concerned these days about pollutants. And the thing is, first of all, mussels don't eat other fish. Right. They, That's they're them. plankton eaters. So mm-hmm. you don't have to feed them the pellets, which is one of the big issues with farmed fish, right? Right. And the other thing is when you buy them, whether it's in a supermarket or a fish store or whatever, you can ask to see the tag that can tell you they're pollution free. There's actually like a legal tag. An inspection there. tag. An inspection so if tag. you go into a fish market and they're all lying out there on the ice without the tags, if they're farmed, you should still be able to ask that fishmonger to see documentation of that if exactly. you want. Exactly. Exactly. And look for, I often buy them. They're already sold in the nets, so you're buying two pounds at a time. Right. And when you sort through them, throughout any that are cracked, any that don't close when you squish them, again, mm-hmm. because they're mm-hmm. on their way out. And that is when you will get sick from seafood. Yeah. So. And, and, and then what do you do when you, what do you do with them when you get home? When I get home, they immediately go into the refrigerator, okay. and ideally, they go onto. I just take a big shallow uh, storage container, like a plastic storage container, and put a lot of ice in it, and just plop them on the ice. But you want to use them within twenty four hours, and you want to keep them stone cold, and you never want to buy them sealed in a plastic bag. I know it sounds weird, but shellfish needs to breathe. They That's need very to breathe. odd. That's right. Um, and cleaning them up is pretty easy these days, especially when they're farmed. They have that thing called the beard that, if you just grab it, looks like a piece of looks like something growing out of them, but if you just rip mm-hmm. it out as hard as you can. And usually the, the shells are pretty clean these days. I yeah. scrub them up maybe with a brush, but maybe not, depending on what they look like. I always brush mine, I have to say. And, and you know, there's an old trick of plumping them. These are in the days when they had a lot of sand, where you'd put them in water with, with cornmeal. Mm-hmm. And you leave them for a couple hours. Work? But you don't need to do that. It does work, but you know, know what? You, don't need... like... you know what? Today we don't have time for that. I'm looking that one up. Okay. <laughs> so talk us through the classic French version, which is probably... The best way to make yeah, a Russell. without a doubt. I mean, you can change the seasonings, but the idea is always there. You want about a six-quart pot. I like to do about four pounds. You figure a minimum of a pound a person. 
Okay, because that's really right. not a lot of meat. And what you do is you take maybe a six or eight quart pot, fill the bottom with olive oil, mince up some garlic or shallot or garlic and onion, saute it lightly just until it has a really great aroma. You could throw herbs in there if you wanted. And then what you do is you add a little white wine, simmer that down, and you dump in the mussels. You don't need – some people add a little bit of water, but they're going to throw off all this luscious broth. And then you cover the pot. You get that liquid at the bottom of the pot just slightly simmering. And you cover the pot and you leave it for about three or four minutes and then you open and you check. And when all of them are open – you're done. Now, you should know, some may not open because they were kaput when they went into the And those into the, are, throw them up. Do not try to eat those. Those are going to be tricky. And then you serve them up and you eat the broth. You want crusty bread with this. And you just sop that up, that broth. Dip it up. Now, right. that technique of adding those aromatics and then... A liquid can go in any direction. You can go Asian. You can go my, talk about Asian. My, I will tell you, my friend Carl, who is an excellent cook um, and is a little bit of a Thai fanatic, mm-hmm. does the green curry version. That I swear to God, it is it's our family meal. I mean, we all beg for Carl's green curried mussels, and it's basically shallots, ginger, lemongrass. Just the stems of the cilantro chopped, not the, not the leaves. Yeah, right. uh-huh. Coconut milk, green curry paste, fish sauce, brown sugar. You add it all together. You dissolve the sugar in that mix, and then, and then throw the, the muscles, muscles go in, in that. And, and I am telling you, <laughs> you—I mean, we lick our bowls. My eight-year-old licks her bowl. I can understand I mean, that. It's quite delicious. Yeah. Now, this, here's my last question for you about muscles, because one of the great things about during the holidays is having stuff done in advance. Have you worked with cold muscles? This is what's always overlooked. And if you go to Europe, where people live on them, especially along the coast, cold muscles are fabulous. And some thoughts, for instance, you cook them. Any way you wish. You could have them curried. You could have them any way you'd like. And then what you do is you can marinate them overnight in their pan juices or in your favorite salad dressing like oil and vinegar mm-hmm. and garlic. And then you drain them and you can then serve them on little slices of toasted baguette that you've rubbed with garlic. Okay. And I put a dot of mayonnaise on that. To hold them. To hold them. And then sprinkle <laughs> lemon juice. Well, yeah, you want to glue those it's little glue. babies down. <laughs> you can also do a mussel salad with uh, fresh, you can do fennel seed and again, some red onion and oil and vinegar, or you could use sour cream. So you can do that sort of Sounds thing. Sounds great. Yeah, That's just all the of that. Very celebratory food. That's it for this week. Have a good one. For more information on our book, How to Eat Supper, our podcasts, and our radio program, The Splendid Table, be sure to visit splendidtable.org. And we'll be back.